0: Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Tech Talk here at SG Taurus, powered by Ferguson. I'm your host, Matt LePan, and we are once again joined by one of our incredible product specialists and technical support trainers. It is Mike DeLeva. Mike, welcome back to the podcast. We're happy to have you on again.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
0: Today, we are going to be going over some of the basics here with Mike, and it is going to basic electric work. Now, this is something that, especially for any of you newer technicians out there in the field, is very important. I don't think I need to explain to you why working with electricity and doing it correctly is important, but just in case, this is going to cover a lot of what you need to know about the electrical work within the systems and equipment that you're going to be working on. So, Mike, a lot of folks out there, you know, this might be a refresher or something like that, but for the new folks... What are some of the absolute core essentials that they need to know on basic electric working with HVAC equipment?
1: Obviously, safety's first, right? So you want to make sure that you are being safe when you're working with electrical. You know, we recommend you use safety glasses, um, safety gloves as well. And also you have a lockout tag out when you're working on a system that needs to be disconnected. You wanna make sure you lock that system out and tag it out that someone is working on it and you are the one that has the key. So that's very important. That's probably the first thing I wanna go over, safety. You know, I do have a course, uh, Basic Electrical, that'll go more in depth. I just want to meet with Matt today and kind of go over the basics that we need to go over to cover the Basic Electrical. So first thing is you're going to need some tools, right? The first thing you'll need is a multimeter. Your multimeter will read your volts, your AC and DC volts, uh, your ohms, and your DC current or microamps. And also, a lot of these control boards have these little Molex connectors. They look like little tiny silver solder dots that are not easily connected to off a basic multimeter probe. So you want to get the tiny needle nose points for the tips. So that way you can actually connect to those Molex connectors. Because if you try to do it with the probes that are too big, it's not going to read it correctly.
0: Imagine trying to tie your shoes with mittens on, and that's essentially what you're going to be trying to do if you're yes, working without the needle
1: exactly. nose. Exactly. Definitely recommend getting those. Also, again, safety tip. I've seen plenty of people poke their fingers with those. They are sharp. Make sure you put the cap back on those. Um, I think they, they do come with a cap on them, so just when you're not using them, put them in, because if you stuff them in your tool bag and then, you know.
0: Or if you gonna stuff you it nice in your little... pocket and...
1: Get yep. yourself it's gonna yep.
0: it's gonna bleed. It's gonna hurt too.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not talking from experience or anything, but, you know <laughs> <laughs> pull them out of the tool bag. Oops. So, yeah, so volts. Um, I want to talk a little bit about volts. Volts is your pressure from an electrical circuit. Um, you have two different types of voltage. You have AC, which is alternating current, and it's alternating, it's not constant, whereas direct current is like a battery. It's no variation. It does not alternate. Uh, So it's one flow straight through. Current or amps, as it's referred to, is the flow of charged particles through a conductor, and that's measured with an amp meter. So that's actually a a different type of meter. Some of them, they make like a combination multimeter-amp meter. But an amp meter is when you are uh, actually go around the wire. It's like a clamp, and it measures the uh, current that's flowing through that wire. You know, a lot of what you'll do will will need that stuff because it's, you know, basic troubleshooting on a control board, wires, things like that. And then the other one too is measuring ohms, which is resistance. When you're measuring for ohms, this is, I feel like, one of those ones where it's not as common knowledge as maybe it should be in the HVAC industry. Um, I know we get a lot of calls on this, and especially when troubleshooting a compressor, it's important to know how to measure ohms. And that's done on your digital multimeter. Um, you want to do the black probe goes to the COM port. Um, And then the red port goes to the port that has the ohm symbol. It looks like a little horseshoe. You want to set your meter to ohms. So you want to twist that multimeter to that horseshoe-like symbol. Basic measurements for ohms. If you're reading ohms uh, 0.00, which means there's no resistance, there's something wrong there. You should be getting some type of resistance. If it's measuring OL, it's infinite resistance, which means you likely have a broken wire or a switch is open. Let's say you have a reading of 1.5 or 1.59. That's measurable resistance. That's good um, for compressors, coils, things like that. That's what you wanna have. I'll go over, I guess, one troubleshooting instance that it came across uh, recently. I was listening to a call Someone was talking about, Russell actually, uh, was talking about, you know, ohming out the compressor. And he kind of, it was a newer technician, so he kind of had to walk through them. So I figured that would be something that I would um, cover today as well, because it was fresh in my mind. So when we're talking about what we refer to as ohm out the compressor, the first thing that we're doing is testing the resistance going from the common to start and then common to run the first thing you want to do again back to safety the unit has to be off when you're measuring resistance at the compressor you want to lock out and tag out as well put that right on the disconnect take a pick of the three wires a lot of times some people don't take pictures of the wires even if you've been in this industry for a very long time Yes, the wires usually are the same colors, but they can be different. So take a pick of the wires, and it's usually just three wires to the compressor. Um, And you want to test the resistance. You're going to go from common and then to two ports. So the pair with your lowest resistance is your common to your run. And then the pair with your highest resistance is your common to start. So just for an example, let's say we have 0.6 ohms, which will be our common to run. And then we have 1.7, which is common to start. And you add those together and you have 2.3 ohms from run to start. That compressor is working properly. If you get a reading that says, You measure from common to start and common to run and you're getting OL, which is infinite resistance. That compressor is not working properly and you're likely locked out on like a thermal overload.
0: Now, Mike, are these ranges published anywhere? Like, is this something you'll find in your installation or service manuals for especially trainwrecked and Mitsubishi equipment?
1: Usually they will be. I think a lot of it is, you know, just knowing what the general ranges are. They should be in the service manual.
0: So for you new technicians um, out there, take a look at that first, right? We we love when you call right. our technical support team. This team's yes. the best. Whoever you need to call, these guys are the best and they are happy to help you. But take a look at those manuals. Then you can see what your ranges are. If it's not there or if you're having trouble and you can't figure it out, then give these guys a call, but make sure you're referring to the manual first because generally all of your electrical information is either in that install manual or your service manual for train American standard Mitsubishi having experience looking at these things. It is always going to be in one of those two. make sure you check it out before you give the guys a call. Again, if you're still having issues, give that tech line a ring, they'll pick up and they'll be able to help you with whatever you need. But definitely, right. always I always refer mean, to the manual.
1: Definitely. And sometimes, like, with ohms, it could be, like, a um, you know, a range. And they, you know, train may specify this. But it may if you have questions about, like, the range, like, you got all your readings and you have questions about the range. Okay, train says this, but I'm, like, a little bit high, I'm not sure, give us a call. And we, you know, our guys are very good at that stuff. It's, it's a lot of electrical is a lot of the calls we deal with. And when you call us, just try to have the basic knowledge of electrical because we don't really want to have to walk you through what ohms are on the multimeter. Right. So this is why I do the basic electrical training. This is why we're doing the podcast. Um, You know, we want you guys to know a little bit so we're not walking you through exactly, you know, what how to use the digital multimeter.
0: What are some of the other basics that folks might need to know? Obviously, we've covered voltage, we've covered amperage, and we've covered the ohms. What are some of the other essentials that they need?
1: The other thing I want to cover, and this is important, it's not really, you know, electrical necessarily. You're obviously going to need to test this stuff, but these manufacturers have in their service manuals, you'll find it in Train American Standard, Mitsubishi, they have flow charts, flow charts are very helpful because these units are all smart units and they have the ability to throw you error codes and these error codes you know on for example um on the course i teach i think i use a tam 9 which is a you know a basic train american standard air handler and it has like an error code panel right on the unit it'll throw you error codes um and then you can go to the flowchart in the service manual and look at that flowchart and kind of see, okay, this is happening. Then I need to go here. So that's another thing, too. And a lot of times people call us without looking at that information first. They call us, hey, what's this error code? Well, you know, it's in the the service manual, and we're likely going to do the same thing that you're doing because our guys, I mean, they know a lot of error codes, but there's too many to memorize every single one.
0: Except for Phil. Phil knows every error. Phil,
1: yeah. Phil knows every every error code code. that's
0: ever existed since the beginning of air conditioning.
1: (laughs) Right. So, yeah, with the exception of Phil, but some of us are definitely going to have to look up those error codes. And and like I said, they're accessible to you um, as well in the service manuals for, you know, Mitsubishi's very good at doing it. Train American Standard, very good as well. You know, the other thing, too, is, you know, just knowing how to read a wiring diagram and, you know, the differences and following, finding your L1, your L2, which is your incoming power. And then following those and just kind of, you know, once you locate, I like to locate the main components of the system. And then I can say, okay, I know where my incoming powers are. You know, I know where my compressor is. And then you can kind of read it from from there once you know where your incoming power is.
0: This is some great information from Mike. Real life examples that have come in through our technical support line. If you have questions again, feel free to call any of our technical support guys or product specialists. They are truly the best. I say it every time I have a tech talk. They are truly the best in the business. They will answer any of your questions, but again, make sure you refer to that manual first. Then, if you still have questions, give them a call. And we just kind of scratch the surface on basic electric today with Mike. But if you go to our website, sgtools.com and click on that training tab, Up in the main menu, you can find the basic electric course, a two-hour course with Mike Deleva. We have a couple of them up there, and Mike will take you through everything, all the nitty-gritty details you need for newer technicians that are listening, or for managers or owners, or GMs listening and knowing you're hiring new people. This is a great way to get your technician some experience and some knowledge in a very short amount of time. Again, it's two hours, usually. After hours, sometimes they're virtual, sometimes in person. But Mike's going to walk everybody through everything, and he's going to answer any questions that they have to the best of his ability. So make sure you're checking that out. Make sure you're signing up for a class with Mike. He teaches a bunch of them, but again, Basic Electric. Give that one a search on our training page and get your technicians registered. want to thank Mike for coming on. I want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find us. Just search Taurus Tech Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn using the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. Ask your questions. We've had multiple podcasts that have come from questions that have been asked, whether it be on YouTube, whether it be in the comments of the podcast, on Facebook, on Twitter. If you ask it, we're going to answer it, whether it be there or on a podcast. So just ask a question and tag it with the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk. And as always, catch all of our podcasts right on our website. Sgtourist.com backslash tourist podcast or click on the podcast icon on our mobile. Want well, to thank you again. See you next time.